Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chris Wars Games. As always, I'm Chris, and I'm going to talk about some games for you guys. I know it's not a bit of a delay between episodes, but yes, getting stuck into the new year with um, a good show, hopefully, today, going over uh, one of the first presentations by one of the big gaming companies this year. It's always fun to go over those. Um, but always, let's get started with some news. Okay, so big news dropped this week. Um, obviously, when well, the time recording a couple of days ago, Wednesday had the Xbox Developer Direct showcase. Um, but before the showcase, um, Nintendo actually tweeted out that GoldenEye was launching on the Switch uh, N64 online emulator. Uh, so the Switch Online N64 app. Um, for those who got the expansion pass and access to the N64 games. So that is out now, the 27th of January. Um, and then it was that it confirmed, not in the developer direct from Xbox, but through a tweet of their own, that it was also launched on Xbox through Wear Replay or Game Pass as well. So, so yeah, um, GoldenEye is back in the world. Um, there are some debates about which version is better because um, the N64 emulator one on the Switch does have online play. Um, but the controls have been tweaked more for the Xbox One. So I've done a bit more of a work, a bit more work pointing across to the Xbox. So the control scheme is better out of the box on um, on the Xbox. So depending on... What kind of experience you want? We want like traditional or one with a slightly updated control scheme, and depends on where's best to play it for you. And obviously, the Xbox One does not have the online play, which is a bit of a blow. But um, yeah, because the N sixty four app on the expansion pass has the online multiplayer built into it, um, they've obviously managed to make it work with the emulation of the GoldenEye game on the N64. So, um, so yeah, a couple of different things to weigh up and where you want to play it, but always good to see that game back um, available for people to play. <coughs> uh, next up, news-wise, we do have more rumours of Nintendo Direct. Obviously... It's New Year, so Nintendo Direct rumours are going to start up. Um, but there is speculation it could be coming up pretty soon as um, data miners and stuff like that have noticed some activity that might be pointing towards a 
Nintendo Direct. Um, most notably due to the eShop pages for a couple of games. Um, yeah, back house or behind the scenes, things have happened. Just a couple of games which kind of indicates you could have news or updates on them. Um, first up, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and the Breath of the Wild sequel. And it now has kind of like a skew number for the eShop, so it means I can get a page up for it to pre ordered. So if they did have a direct soon, it'd be like obviously pre ordered, the game's available to pre order on the eShop now kind of thing. Um, and they have also updated the kind of the skew number for a better word for Advanced Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp. Um, obviously, the long delayed remake of. Um, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 I got delayed last from last April due to the conflict in Ukraine um, but yeah it looks like they could be gearing up to relaunch it and set up a new pre-order page or page on the eShop for it so so yeah um, does point towards announcements at the very least being made if not a full direct and Nintendo does traditionally do Directs in February, so um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we will have had a direct. Because um, obviously we've got to about March time planned out. It'll be good to see what else is happening on. We've got um, Tears of Kingdom being made, to be fair. But yeah, um, it will be interesting to see what they do with... Um, with the direct and getting more information out about what's coming in 2023. Um, the last bit of news, there is obviously the launch of the Dead Space remake coming up. I think it's today. Um, a lot of people were interested to see how it did review-wise, whether the remake brought it up to modern standards and whether um managed to keep it as high up as uh, the original was and it has got strong reviews on uh, Metacritic um, now that after the first few hours of reviews going live I was seeing at 89% on Metacritic so a pretty strong um, Metacritic score for the Dead Space remake um, so it'll be interesting to see how well it does um the sales front and whether it lives up to EA's expectations. Um, yeah, very interesting to see uh, some of these remakes, remakes doing really well because obviously the Resident Evil ones have been scoring decently and performing quite well. Um, so the main thing is seeing if other franchises can have the same success that Resident Evil have seen. Yeah, that kind of wraps up the news short and sweet this week. Not nothing we can go too much in depth with, so now we'll head on to the main subject of the show. Okay, so the big news this week, or big event this week, was the uh, Microsoft, Xbox and Bethesda um, developer direct, as they called it. So, um, it was Microsoft looking at a new way to kind of 
to showcase your games effectively. Obviously, you have the Nintendo Directs and you have the um, State of Plays from Sony. Um, so, yeah, I think Microsoft try to find their own way of doing this. Obviously, they did used to do like outside Xbox or inside Xbox, which was like the shows where it seems to be very much dragged out and far longer than it needed to be. Um, so, yeah, they're looking to find a way to get the information across to their consumers about the upcoming games. Uh, obviously, it surprised everyone that it didn't have any trailers at the Game Awards in December because Microsoft traditionally do have quite a strong showing at the Game Awards. Um, they did choose to sit it out, so everyone's kind of expecting some kind of uh, blowout or kind of showcase. And yeah, it came in the form of this developer direct. Um, it was about 44 minutes long. It did cover five games. They're very much straight up at the beginning of the show. So this is what we're covering. Um, there's any changes. So, or anything extra really. I think there was one thing that wasn't announced in advance. It was only announced for the games. They're going to be there ahead of time. Um, but they did rule out Starfield from being there. Because they're going to do their own showcase for it. Um... Yeah, where the Nintendo Direct, they kind of ram it forward. You have, like, the very quick-paced kind of trailer, 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 slightly longer kind of feature out on a game. Then a little kind of... little bit of chatter from the host, and then trailer, trailer, trailer. This was pretty much, very much... Um, a bit more in-depth, really. So it had... Um, kind of zoomed in on like the squares for each company that's going to be having a section then went in a random order went to a different one and then kind of went through to developers and they talked about the project um so like saw gameplay then the developers were talking about bits about the game um and each section depending on the game, lasted for a few minutes. So some were like six or seven minutes, some were close to ten minutes. Um, yeah, it kind of, it seemed to work a lot better than some of the other presentations I've seen from Microsoft. It didn't drag on too long. Um, and with the sections for the games, as well, too, I thought it was starting to get a bit long, but then they kind of moved on to the next kind of section. Um, I unfortunately managed to mess up my recording of the reaction of it um i started recording it on my laptop then i managed to knock the cursor and it accidentally clicked on stop record so i was happily reacting to it without realizing that i was actually recording until my screen went to sleep mode which it doesn't do when it's recording so um so yeah I then realized that my recording wasn't working. I couldn't go back and re-react to it. It wouldn't have been authentic. Um, which is a bit of a shame. Because I'd love to have got that out to you guys. Um, so I know my YouTube hasn't been very kind of busy recently, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it was a cool thing to kind of react to. Um, and also got, luckily after the 
got realised I wasn't recording, I did get a phone call as well, so it kind of wasn't the smoothest recording or reaction um, experience I've had. Um, but yeah, going to go through the different games that they showed off and kind of what we learned and knew about it and things like that. Uh, so first up was Minecraft Legends. Um, it's like a tactical strategy game, like tower defense game, which is obviously set in the Minecraft universe and Minecraft world. <coughs> um, yes, Minecraft Legends. I have tried with Minecraft. I tried playing it. I just didn't get on with it, unfortunately. Um, so I just don't really like the Minecraft style games. Um, a visual style does throw me as well. It's not gonna lie. There are times where it does kind of make me feel a bit, a bit icky when I'm playing it or watching it. Um, but yeah, um, I gave it a go. The standard game, but Minecraft Legends does look interesting. It is very much a strategy game and like tower defense game. So, um, very different take. On the Minecraft um, world, and um, quite a bit of strategy and different ways you can play it as well. Um, there is a campaign mode, and there was also four v four online multiplayer mode. Um, it's all pretty cool. Um, I think each person's team kind of takes a role and then kind of has to. Do what I can to defend the base. Um, so yeah, it is very much a interesting take on Minecraft. Um, and how different ways you can attack forts, and how you can defend your forts as well. Um, it was all procedurally generated as well, which is a nice thing. It means that every kind of online match is going to be different because you have different resources, different... Um, layouts or kind of territory so yeah it does make it an interesting concept on that front um, and yeah they went through some of the different tactics I've seen done and kind of like some of the things you can do and it looked pretty interesting pretty kind of pretty fun but I, I can't see it being one that I'm gonna dive into unfortunately um, purely just because like I say, Minecraft, I just don't really get on with as a game. Um, there's a really cool twist on what they're doing with the um, the franchise and different approaches to it. Uh, it's obviously, Mojang Studios, and they're all doing it in collaboration with Blackbird Studios. So, <coughs> a couple of different uh, studios working on this. Uh, it is due for release on April the 18th, so... Is Microsoft's big or next big release really, and it is coming out multi format as well. Um, yeah, so be on different consoles, um, so Switch and PlayStation. Um, next one I did do is Forza Motorsport. Um, Obviously updated, um, 
everyone was kind of expecting it to come out the end of last year. Then the last time we saw it, it was announced in spring 2023. Um, so Turn 10 went through a lot of the stuff for the game. They went through a lot of the changes they've done. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis on the game being um, being built from the from the ground up. Um, so yeah, um, it's very much they rebuilt the game from scratch. There's the biggest roster of cars. That's like five hundred cars from scratch that you can unlock and use in the game. Um, Twenty different like uh, environments this time, including their first ever South African, um, first ever South African course. Um, and yeah, it does look really cool. It looks really nice. Um, the attention to detail I put into the game, uh, the fact they got it working at four um, K sixty frames a second, and looking fantastic. Pretty cool. Uh, just I, they went through a lot of the details about how they got the info for the tracks, got all the data and pictures and everything else they use. Um, like in the crowds, it's thousands of individually animated crowd members. So it's a very ambitious game, very big project for them. And they have um, said it is the most comprehensive Forza Motorsport game they've ever done. And it is the most advanced racing game ever made. Um, so yeah, it is looking really good. Obviously, I do prefer the Horizon games. I prefer that kind of... Um, yeah, I prefer that kind of arcade feel to games. I'm not massively big on the um, more simulator-style games. So it'll be interesting to see how I got on with it when it does come out. But on the subject of that, even though it was last stated as spring 2023, it is now just 2023. They have kind of not set a specific time now. It is just set for this year. Um, so it does look like it's going to slip into the second half of this year. So it could potentially be a September, October release for them. Um which is a shame because I think it's one of the things I've been waiting a long time for. We've known about it for a while. I think everyone hyped it out to be out in November. Obviously, it slipped into this year. Um, so, yeah, Forza Motorsport is looking incredible, looking really good. Uh, a lot of attention to detail to the sound, the graphics, uh, the race courses, the dynamics of physics. But, yeah, uh, it just seems to be falling later and later, so... So hopefully we will have a release date from them soon. But I imagine it probably might be E3 time we get that release date. Um, and I imagine it'll probably be second half of the year, potentially September, October time. I don't want to see it fall away back to November and be like their holiday title, but also that could be plausible. So, But they are taking the time to make sure they do it right and get the best game they can, which is good. Um, just kind of hope it's worth the wait for me. Um, it's kind of weird. You used to go like alternate between Forza, Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon games, so it feels weird not having a Motorsport game for so long. 
And then obviously no side of Horizon game and Playground games who normally do the Horizon games are now working on Fables. So it'll be interesting to see when we do next get a Forza Horizon game as well. Um, or if we do, um, which would be interesting. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up the Forza Motorsport section. Um, looks great, but really want to find out when we can play it now. Um, next up was a game that was intended to be a surprise and a brand new announcement. Unfortunately, it did kind of leak the day before. So there were people on the internet who kind of knew there could be this new game being shown off that had an in- that was due out very soon. Um, that was from Tango Gameworks, so obviously the development team behind the likes of The Evil Within and um, also Ghostwire Tokyo, which was a PS5 supernatural uh, <coughs> shooter. So it is a Japanese development studio that is owned by Microsoft, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, the game they announced was Hi-Fi Rush. It is a very stylistic uh, rhythm action game. Um, looks really cool. The great thing is it doesn't penalise you if you're rubbish at timing because with these kind of games, I'm rubbish at getting on the beat. Um, uh, there's a lot of... looks a lot of fun. Very stylish. It's uh, cel-shaded and very animated. It looks like a cartoon in action, uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, the character's got quite a lot of wit and comedy about them and kind of yeah good characterizations um yeah hi-fi rush is basically a action game everything in the world moves to the beat of the music and like you can attack however you want but your attacks will land on the beat but if you do manage to tap on the beat you kind of get stronger attacks or build up combos and uh, special attacks and stuff like that so it doesn't penalise you for not being able to hit the beat but if you do manage to hit the beat you kind of can do a bit better and build up the kind of back background music um, does use the licensed music so um, I think they had Lonely Boy by the Black Keys I think in the trailer um, they've got songs like by artists like Prodigy as well so Quite a few good, nice little tracks involved. Um, and yeah, it is extremely stylish. Um, looks incredible. Um, yeah, but the best bit of news came at the end of that part where they announced it was a shadow drop. It was coming out the same day as the presentation. So it is currently just downloaded on my Xbox. Um, do need to dive into it. I'm home to do this weekend. So let's get a chance to chill out, play... Some Hi-Fi Rush. Um, they did kind of remind me a bit of Beautiful Joe. That kind of characterization of the characters as well. And also we had the like, suggested radio, kind of very stylistic. Um, so yeah, very much looking forward to getting stuck into this and seeing how it plays. And yeah, uh, the fact that I managed to keep it quiet till literally just before or like 24 hours before the presentation dropped it's pretty good going um well the guys at development studio before all i was doing about the games as he hope hope he didn't leak 
Um, so, yeah, it almost got its wrist. It was like 24 hours before. It's like leaking online, which is a bit of a shame. But, yeah, the fact that they managed to shadow drop. It's not a, a massive double triple A game, but it's definitely probably a double A kind of title, so it's still quite a significant game. Um, the fact they managed to get to the point where they could kind of shadow drop it is pretty impressive. And, yeah, very much looking forward to getting my hands on of it because a couple of hands-on impressions I've kind of seen like headlines for are saying it's a very, very good game and... Uh, seems to have been quite a hit for Tango Game Work, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, that is the third game they showed off. The next up, they did have a small section on Elder Scrolls Online. Um, the main focus of this is showing off a bit of information on the latest chapter or update, which is Necrom. Um, big news about this one is it is introducing a new character type. Um, and alongside this new character type, there's new abilities exclusive to that type. So it's quite a big update for the game. It's only the third new class they've kind of added into the game since launch. So um, very much a exciting time for fans of the Elder Scrolls Online. They have also said that anyone who wants to try out any of the expansions for Elder, Pass, Elder Scrolls Online can do. Um, obviously, the base game is on Game Pass, but they have also made all the previously released DLCs and expansions available for free for a limited time. So you're able to start diving and, um, yeah, and give it a go uh, without having to pay for the expansions for a little bit of time. I don't know when the uh, offer runs out, but it is kind of, they did say it was a limited time that they're doing all the bits for free, but it seemed to be like, they're saying it was a good time to get into Elder Scrolls Online, and they were pushing the fact they've got a Xbox Series S and X version now, which kind of, better performance, better graphics, um, so yeah, they were kind of pushing that aspect for it, um, but the Necrom, um, update does release in June. It's about the 5th of June on PC and about the 20th of June for consoles. So, like a rollout between the two uh, two formats. But um, a lot of people seem to be quite excited by it. Especially addition of a new class and return to part of the part of the world that's not been seen since the mid-90s so it's uh, great to see they're kind of building things back up that haven't been seen in the Elder Scrolls Online or Elder Scrolls series for a little while um, yeah the last game they did show off was uh, Redfall Redfall is obviously from I think it's Arcane Austin I know it's one of the Arcane Studios um it has been in development for a little while. It was due out last year. It did get pushed along with Starfield into this year. Um, and yeah, uh, a lot of people weren't sure what to make of the game from trailers I've seen because it is kind of... I'll say it's a bit of a weird one to try and explain. Um, but a lot of people say it's 
more, especially the developers as well. I'm pushing it's more of a Far Cry style game, whereas a lot of people are expecting a Left 4 Dead style game, because you obviously you're hunting vampires in the town of Redfall in Massachusetts, so obviously a massive open world around the town, so it's kind of exploring the town, reclaiming land, completing missions, and ridding the town of the vampire uh, crisis it's facing. Uh, looks to be some pretty cool enemy types, um, and also quite a few um, different kinds of challenges. You also get what are called cultists who kind of support the vampires or try and uh, protect the vampires. So very interesting. It's like very much leading to supernatural because there's certain parts of the map you can go to like supernatural areas like uh, vampires' nests and places like that. Um, and the characters are cool. There's a lot of uh, development you can do. You can do skill trees, unlock certain things. Um, and the different characters have different kind of skill sets. Like there's a psychic one, one's better weapons, all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it is kind of very much. I think if you play online, you have one person each choose each character. Um, so you use like the different abilities amongst the team together. Um, gotta be really honest, it doesn't look like my type of game per se, but. Is looking very ambitious, very um, well thought out, and I think fans of Far Cry and games like that would have a good time with the game. Uh, the vampires look really cool. There's different kind of different types of vampires which have different effects and different kind of attacks and uh, weaknesses and all that kind of thing. So um, a lot of the special moves and Things you can unlock are really quite cool as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of things to look forward to in Redfall. Um, as with everything else on this list, it is obviously coming to Game Pass. They have now confirmed a release date for it, which is going to be May 2nd. It had been rumoured in advance it was going to be May 2nd, but yeah, it has been officially confirmed now that the game will be launching May 2nd. And... It looks like the extra time that's spent on it was pretty good and well used. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a bit of a mishmash of genres, but it seems to be pretty well put together and and like a labour of love from the developers. Like a lot, a lot of the big focus was it's made by developers who want to play a good game and kind of it's the kind of game they love to play. Um, so the fact that they managed to work together and get this all sorts pretty cool. So there's still the seven things you can do. You've got single player mode, you've got online. Um and like on the online you've got different types of missions. Um so yeah, plenty of variety that could be good to keep you going. Um Yeah, that kind of wraps up the games that Microsoft and Bethesda talked about in the developer direct. Um very much a much better presentation for Microsoft. I think this is definitely how they should go going forward with this kind of presentation. Um, like I say, the time they spent the developers 
was pretty good. I think there's couple once or twice it did start feeling like it's getting a bit too long, but that's when they kind of wrapped it up. So I think they kind of judged it pretty well. Um, and yeah, definitely an improvement and the way I think Microsoft should go with their presentations going forward. Uh, kind of think the name's a bit weird. I think the the fact they got direct in there kind of makes it obvious they're copying Nintendo's lead with that. Um, so potentially looking at re- renaming it would be good. Do is that developer update or developer showcase. Um, something like that I think could work well. Um, but yeah, very much a good format for the show. I think they managed to get a band right better than Sony did when Sony started doing their state of plays. So I know they kind of got the order of what they showed stuff off in the state of play a bit wrong. And kind of everyone felt it ended a bit of a damp squib, but it wasn't really paced very well. I think this was much better paced and the kind of layout and format of how it worked was pretty cool. Um, <coughs> uh, the aesthetic was pretty good, so yeah. Uh, very much a solid kind of show from Microsoft and definitely a way I'd like to see them do showcases going forward. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up my thoughts on the Developer Direct this week. Um, obviously, Nintendo is expected to be the next one in the wing with their um, uh, next General Direct, which I could probably see happening in the first half of February going by previous years and track records. Um, yeah, very much interesting to see what Nintendo will have to show in their first Direct of the year. Um, the only disappointment from the showcase from Microsoft for me was the lack of uh, lack of a date for um, Forza Motorsport, which is something I can change. And obviously, if yeah, they're taking the time to get... Um, to get that right, um, yeah, it should be a good game when it comes out, but it's just disappointing not to have a exact release date yet. But anyway, moving on to what I've been playing for the last, well, probably about last month now, because obviously it's been a little while since I've done a show, unfortunately. Very much still involved in Pokemon Violet, still enjoying that. I've uh, done a few more gems. Definitely to look to do an uh, update video, kind of showing how I'm up to in the game on YouTube. Um, the next game in play, obviously Fire Emblem Engage, came out the 20th, so I've played a few hours of that. That video is up on YouTube. Um, so yeah, been enjoying that. Uh, Given Sonic Frontiers a bit more time as well, um, exploring... Aries Island, uh, looking around for things to do. Um, finding Aries Island a bit more challenging than the first island in terms of finding things, so I'm kind of hoping that um, I can get get into South Frontiers a bit easier and kind of find where I'm meant to be going and unlock stuff um, so I can keep on progressing. Uh, Tension Night 9, Animal Crossing... A little bit of Bayonetta 3. Um, all pretty cool. All pretty good. 
Um, in the next week or so, I am going to get stuck into Hi-Fi Rush. I have got that downloaded. Along with Pokemon... Uh, not Pokemon. Uh, Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden, which I've also hit Game Pass and Switch. So, download those on Game Pass. I played a bit of Persona 5 Wheel on PlayStation. Never played... Persona 3 or Persona 4, so very much excited to get stuck into those. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up my my gaming. Um, please don't forget to check out the Game Junkies. Um, they should be out most alternate weekends to me. Um, I think they're doing more content than me at the moment, really because of my timing and kind of everything going on with me at work and everything. Um... And also, they do have the Dungeon Junkies podcast. So, Dungeons and Dragons fans, make sure you check it out. Those guys, they have some amazing campaigns. Just heard some of the new campaigns they're starting. Uh, not actually heard the shows, but heard some of the recording sessions for them, and some of it sounds insane. So, so yeah, very much something to look forward to coming up once they've finished releasing their current campaigns. Um. Yeah, as always, you can find me on Twitter at ChrisLewis37 or on YouTube as youtube.com forward slash ChrisReactor1. So, ChrisReactor, but obviously if you do find me on Twitter, you'll find uh, links to my videos on there. So, please do make sure you kind of check that out. Very much appreciated. And yeah, until next time, guys, thank you for tuning in and listening. And until next time, stay safe and speak to you soon. Love you, bye. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.